This episode was published on Thursday, November 26, 2020. Each day I wade through the chaos of news to find standout stories of disruptive technology. In today's curation, I throw my hands up in the air over fleets, stories, and snaps. Welcome to Curation. Ephemeral, eternal, or both? Two weeks ago, Twitter launched a new feature. Fleets. Twitter's purpose is to serve the public conversation, it's where you go to see what's happening and talk about it. But some of you tell us that tweeting is uncomfortable because it feels so public, so permanent, and like there's so much pressure to rack up retweets and likes. That's why, unfortunately, there are so many tweets left in drafts. To help people feel more comfortable, we've been working on a lower pressure way for people to talk about what's happening. Today, we're launching fleets so everyone can easily join the conversation in a new way, with their fleeting thoughts. For non-Twitter users, fleets allow users to post ephemeral content. Fleets can't receive likes, replies or retweets. And they disappear entirely after 24 hours. As soon as trials of the feature began in March, journalists started pointing out that fleets was just a ripoff of Instagram stories. In fact, the design is identical. But then everyone jumped online to remind the journalists that yes, fleets were a clone of stories, but that stories is a feature originally stolen from Snapchat. After all the finger pointing, the question remains, why are so many tech giants rushing to disappearing messages? Because ephemeral is the choice of a new generation. Too much, too fast. In a brilliant essay, Saria Zout points out that there is just way too much information available to us, and coming at us, every day. The internet put thousands of years of human thought at our fingertips, and enabled billions of people to create content. At least 2.5 quintillion bytes of information are produced every day, which is approximately what was produced during all of 2002. While this presents enormous opportunities, our brains are not equipped to deal with this abundance. And there's an expectation that we should always know everything that's going on. Calendar schedules, emails from work, current weather and pollen count, latest tweets from important people, and important podcasts from the latest people. Have you ever tried to tell a room full of friends a story that happened yesterday, only to be shamed for being the last to know? You can tell the age of the story you are telling by observing people's eyes. Glazed over. They saw it today, and will patiently let you finish. I roll. The story is at least a day old, and it's insulting you think they didn't see it. Open mouth look away. They're shocked at how old your data is, and have begun to rethink the relationship. Intense stare. They've heard nothing of this story and are questioning its authenticity. There's also an expectation of instant access. Did you know that every single Google query uses 1,000 computers in 0.2 seconds to retrieve an answer? Instant, unlimited, information. Feed dynamics. Almost every source of information we access these days comes to us as a content feed. News, Facebook, Twitter, emails, group chats, Slack teams, even Netflix. My Twitter feed fills up every night with posts, comments and links to articles that seem really important. But there are way too many for me to work through them all. When I open the app again a day later, I rarely think of the last batch of important tweets, because the feed is full of a fresh batch of pressing priorities. There is always so much to take in, right now, that it's impossible to think about yesterday. Sidebar. Sense of urgency is a weird thing. 
You can go a long way through life, completely unaware of something, and the moment you become aware of it you feel like you must take urgent action. You may not even know about a particular tech stock, then someone explains to you why it's a brilliant investment, and you feel a sense of urgency that you should invest before the stock continues to climb. Read about a little in Central Europe that still operates like a village from the 1800s, and you immediately want to get over there before the inevitable gentrification begins. Awareness intoxicates the ego. The all-consuming importance we apply to self is extended to include our latest discovery. An unholy alliance. The problem is, that technology has forged an unholy alliance, between the ephemeral, and the eternal. Technology is powering a relentless surge of information, and force-feeding it to us. And while the attention we pay to information is ephemeral, the shelf life of that information is eternal. Posts on Facebook, text messages to friends, transactions on the blockchain. They're all being recorded for posterity. The value of an idea, joke, comment, or opinion, is mostly fleeting. Only a special few of us make contributions that are remembered for very long. That is, unless you made a mistake, did something stupid, or said something that could be used against you. That will stay with you forever. It's the publisher's risk asymmetry. Say something great, and it will be lost amongst the waves of information that crash into us each day. Say something terrible, and you can go to the ends of the earth and still not escape it. Where's the incentive to engage? Finding symmetry. How do we take the best of the ephemeral and create something of ongoing value? 1. Rely on trusted curators to do the heavy lifting. That's one of the big reasons newsletters and platforms like Substack are seeing a renaissance. Allowing an expert to filter the noise and deliver a neatly bundled curation of what you need to know is a really good way to make the most of your time and mental bandwidth. 2. Consume news like you're a super healthy person at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Be picky. Look for reputable people or organizations. Avoid using services where an algorithm pushes content at you. Minimize the junk food, tabloid news cycle, and maximize the whole foods, ideas, concepts and materials that will stand the test of time. 3. Choose content that has a purpose. Another diet metaphor. Don't just eat it because it's there, or eat when you're bored. Select what you'll consume because it meets a purpose. It may help you with something you're working on, or improve some aspect of your life. Don't just consume for the sake of consuming. If that all sounds like too much effort, perhaps fleets, stories and snap are for you. They're just itching to help you engage the ephemeral, without fear of the eternal. That's it for today's podcast. If you'd like to see more of what I'm exploring, sign up to my free newsletter. Just go to curation.substack.com. And if you come across something you think I'd like, please email me to let me know why it's worth checking out. Articles, lectures, podcasts, books, exhibitions. Whatever. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.